0: I swear it's a zombie apocalypse coming, I'm running. It's like the sixth sense I see mass people and fax people. Our community does not consent to the immunity from all these pharmaceutical companies. Free from impunity. Free from impunity. Free from impunity. Free from impunity. Oh, I'm sure
1: I'm we are the first
2: thank you for joining it is january the 11th 2021 a date prophesied by some to be the date that seattle gets 9-11 nuked or something Uh, one of those things Uh, and i've looked i've looked at the logical framework that supports this particular prophecy and i can't really poke any holes in it so i'm looking very closely i have my eyes on seattle if you're there uh i hope it I hope it. Um, I hope it's as fake as I imagine it will be. You know, I don't presume that any of these major psyops have ever been real, and why would they start now? You know, why now? All right, phones are going to be open momentarily. I have a lot of voicemails to go over, so I'm going to have to hack into my voicemail system here in just a few moments. But before I do, let's go ahead and go through some of the news of the day, and let me see what's happening in the chats. Uh, that was a new track the reckoning by jt33 premiered today dan simmons says i can't find it uh, if you want to make sure you find us wherever we're at go to infiniteplane.society.com. society.com it has the links to all the channels that we're on we're also on a few other places now in fact one of the places i want to get you to go to is uh, autohoax.com uh, this is a website a project we were developing we are cataloging most of the PSYOPs of the day and then COVID came along and we kind of got distracted but I checked and the site still gets a fair amount of traffic so autohoax.com is back in operation unveiling the deception on all fronts PSYOPs, deepfakes, fake deep space, etc there's a newsletter there so autohoax.com will be the place where I'm going to be posting also there's a new podcast in the works which will be a A daily breakdown of the major noteworthy psyops of the day as well as the meta script and where it's advancing which is one of the things we'll cover this evening Uh, and let's just go through some of these things I have a list of topics here Russia threatening to leave the ISS and why this could launch another space race so the term space race is being used a lot and that's one of the first things I want to point out but I did say that this would be the summer of the space station uh, dissolving, the international cooperation, that the space station represents the Tower of Babel, and they're about to pull it, like they pulled Building 7. So, Russia threatening to leave means the same thing. It doesn't literally have to fall. It just has to um, signify a breakdown of the cooperation in space, where now space becomes a contested zone. And why wouldn't it? Um, Here's another example of the term space race. Dogecoin versus Bitcoin. Elon Musk declares a crypto space race. And he said he was going to put a Dogecoin, a literal Dogecoin, on the literal moon instead of just metaphorical. And I want to point out too, and we mentioned this the other day, that the Doge to the moon meme started in February, early February Uh, late January when Musk had the two starship prototypes on display adjacent to one another and the wolf moon was rising between these two twin towers and I called it out as a very very symbolic probably reminiscent of the moon tarot card which has two pillars a moon and a very prominent dog or a wolf howling at the moon and so I took that to be an Illuminati stock tip it's like clearly there's something going on here with this moon thing but when i heard this to the moon i thought it seems like they're going to frame this summer like the summer of 69 like last summer 2020 was framed by the msm and the world stage shapers like 1968 and if you followed this channel last summer we went into the nuances of how they actually used 68 as a template for 2020 so i thought if there's some kind of a a logic to their system and their recycled playbooks maybe we're going to see some kind of a follow-up to 68 with another race to the moon so here we have another use of the phrase to the moon and of course um musk is something of a, a dogecoin protagonist and he says a new space race has begun and that's just one of these space races i wanted to bring up okay so the next one uh, NASA chief says if Russia leaves the ISS, this will kick off another space race. The United States has enjoyed a mutually beneficial relationship with Russia that has served as a powerful cooperation between the East and the West. Now, this is blue pill. Those of you who know the truth about this stuff know what's really going on here, but, you know, uh, according to the world stage, they're cooperating because they're secretly enemies or something. They're not secretly sharing backstage. So, they have been cooperating, and it has been mutually beneficial, as far as I know. I mean, the Russians drink water, and the Americans drink recycled cosmonaut urine, and it's been this way for decades, for two decades. That's actually the truth. You can look into it. Look into it, man. Russian officials are threatening to pull out of the ISS, the orbiting laboratory. I would call it a jalopy. If Russia pulls out, it would not be good. So again, um, this is, I believe, it's a symbol of international cooperation in a quest from the earth to the heavens. Uh, I believe that this is the Tower of Babel because it's representative of this one world language, one world system and agenda. And this is the part where I think they bring it down. And I I like to point out the architecture and iconography and everything. And whenever I look at the space station, I can't help but see the Twin Towers. If you just look at a, a section of the solar array, just a pair of them looking down, it has a striking resemblance to the towers. And I think it's a it's a deliberate resemblance. And I think this is all part of the architecture of this grand movie, which I think this part of the plot that we're about to see, I think Space Wars and the Fall of Babel, I think this was written back in the 60s. Okay, Space Race 2, Russian actor is bound for the ISS. And she's racing Tom Cruise. So this is another space race. And there's another one to Mars we can get into as well. The space race appears reset for a launch following the news that Russia is sending an actor to the ISS. They're scheduled to go on October the 5th, where they will encounter fellow filmmakers Tom Cruise and Doug Limon, who will also be there in October. The exact date of Cruise's blastoff has not been revealed. But the departure of the Russians in the first few days of the month suggests an intention to beat the Americans. So, Tom Cruise is trying to go up the, to film the first movie in space. Uh, the irony of it is, of course, that he's worked with Stanley Kubrick, who is believed by some to have filmed uh, the, Mar- the Mars, sorry, the moon missions, the directed them, had some role in A11, Apollo 11. Just like I think he had a role in, again, 9-11 and whatever comes next. If you're not familiar with what we're talking about, it's this idea of newsbenders, of the news being templated in advance, controlled and directed like a movie. And that's, I, I think it's actually going along that route. All of our news media, all the entertainment is leading us in a very specific way. And it's hyper-predictable. That's why I'm saying this is a, a repeat, it's a recycled playbook. So a couple of things here. Uh, Again, he's going up there to do the first movie in space and now he's going to be one-upped by the Russians. So then the question is, is he going to go sooner? And I kind of think he might go sooner. Maybe, I have this nightmare that we're going to wake up, Good Morning America is going to be on, and then Tom Cruise's beaming, grinning face is going to be filling up the screen. And it's like, hey, we're joined by the ISS today. And Cruise will be up there grinning and laughing like an idiot. I mean, like a like a a very excited um, hero for the people. I think it's a massive PR stunt. I think that it will do for outer space for the next 50 years what Apollo 11 did. It will make it real. You know how all the flat earthers say, we don't trust NASA um, because they give us really crappy footage. Well, there's no way crews being up in space isn't going to find a way to provide a better image, something more compelling. Maybe they'll do it right. They'll take our advice. I mean, there are things... I had a a conversation. It wasn't really a debate. I don't believe you can have a debate uh, on the topic of flat versus round, but we talked about the subject. And there are just so many things uh, wrong with this picture. And I I mean picture. I use the word advisedly. Uh, It's not the world and how it's represented from above. It's the errors that they make. Like, did you know that the European Space Agency has a shadow beneath the ISS on the ground, like a 300-mile shadow. It's just, it's, it's absurd. There's so many things wrong with it, but without even, you can't even get into that. When you talk to people who believe everything they see about outer space uh, to be true, uh, you, you're dealing with an argument from authority. And in many ways, it's almost a religious debate. Like, you're not going to sit down with a faithful person with a Bible in hand and convince them by rejecting their appeals to authority, you're not going to convince them to let go of God or their con- their total picture. And it's the same thing with this globe debate. There's a bigger picture, and it has um, a little bit to do with the shape, but not really, because you can't really see the curve anyway, from your perspective. It's actually about world view and who dictates it, who authors it. So, I mean, it was an interesting talk. I mean, there's, there's very little progress you can make. I just did it for the benefit of a few friends, and I wanted to see if I could plug uh, Sturgio Studios 10, Vibes of Cosmos' idea. And I also wanted to kind of break away from this notion that this is somehow a religious argument, which it's not. Or that the idea of a dome is somehow intrinsic to the flat-earth topic. It's not. But I'll be going over that. I want to go through it because one of the things that I thought was funny is like, he's like, well, you don't believe there's an ISS. I'm like, well, I haven't seen it. And I've had friends who've tried, but you could fake it with an app and you could fake it with uh, an airplane and a flashlight or a drone. It's fakeable. It doesn't pass my fakeability test. By the way, have you ever seen the ISS? And he looks stunned and he says, no, I've never seen the space station. So it's like, okay, you know, you're going to make an argument from somebody else's sighting. Like, oh, I know somebody who saw God, so I believe in God, and you should believe in God. Or Bigfoot. Or fill in the blank. Or unicorns. Oh, I should believe in unicorns because that scientist says there's unicorns and you've never seen a unicorn. But you, you said that that scientist gave you an app that shows you when there's a unicorn nearby. Give me a break. But that's what I mean. It's not a legitimate argument, and there is no flat earth model, which they laugh at. But that's because they have a very defined idol. It's kind of like... Um, if you have a, a statue of a god and his characteristics versus an abstract notion of a deity, it, it's, it's not laughable that you have an abstracted notion. And I'm just suggesting that we don't have all the answers. And just by challenging the dominant picture, um, you're also running into a few roadblocks. Uh, namely, you're blinkered. And it might even fit. The math might even work. I mean, what would you expect? If you've ever dealt with a liar or any system that's based on uh, falsehoods. It's always intact. I mean, movies are lies, movies are deceptions. If you watch a movie, um, it's not real, but it's presented in such a way that it can fool you. That's what magic shows are. So the idea that the greatest magic show of all time wouldn't be an intact illusion, I don't know. I think it's a bit to ask. I think they've had plenty of time to perfect it. And then they perfect you to be susceptible to not even questioning it I mean are they not even open to the evidence if we're going to admit that NASA footage is evidence like you show me your moon landing here's evidence well then everything that comes from their cameras is evidence even if it contains glitches green sc- screen glitches and they have to feign ignorance they have to pretend like they don't know what it looks like when an AR artifact goes into a body they, they have to fake it like they don't know And they say, well, haven't you seen the one hour live stream inside of the ISS? Yeah, it's a hilarious comedy. You're convinced by that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm just like, I'm not even, you know, it's about perception. It's not even about logic at this point. It's about visual illiteracy. And I happen to think that what we're experiencing now with the censorship and the attempt to consolidate the worldviews, not attempt, the agenda, because it's working. I think we're living through a counter-reformation. I think that the internet and uh, this instantaneous communication and the the sharing of information has presented a problem. And this infodemic is the reason for the pandemic. I think the pandemic was a cover to take care of this infodemic. And it's all about consolidating worldview, just like after the introduction of movable type. I think this is a neo-reformation, and now we're experiencing the blowback. The censorship is what I think um, gets a lot of people to also uh, really suspect something. There's nothing more suspicious. But anyway, let's get to this. Uh, I was happy to say, I mean, I, was, I wasn't surprised because I've dealt with um, McToon before. Um, it wasn't a lot of ad hominem, at least not from him. The chat, yeah, the chats are what they are, but it's a roast. You, know, um, you can't say that if we brought McToon on here that you would all be very nice. But I thought it was all in good fun. Frontman says, are you X tagged permanently? Oh, yes. Yes, we have been blacklisted. We were um doing just fine on this channel. Donations, everything flowing, it was paying for itself. And DLive said after the Capitol Hill performance art piece that they called a an insurrection, they said that we're engaging in political speech. We can no longer monetize this channel. And they act like they have some kind of power over you. Like, oh, well, we can take away your, your funds. And I don't like to give them that power. That's why I think it's important to have your own platform. Uh, I would call it a panic-demic, this pandemic, but I see someone here put it, called it a plan scam-demic. Look, whatever it was, it was, it was just, I believe, an operation to make sure they can control the flow of information. I think the mask gave it away. So if you want to support this channel, go to infiniteplane.store. Instead of relying, like, think about this. If I try to get my YouTube channels monetized, I would be subject to their terms of service. You can't say anything meaningful. And you have to maintain your best behavior so that that money goes from YouTube to Google AdSense to your bank. But one wrong syllable, one wrong sound, you lose it all. So I'm not even trying. That's why I say I'm pro-anti-vax and pro-pro-vax. I t- I'll let anybody speak their mind here. This is a censorship-free platform. Okay, so um, let's get back to the de- this, this debate really quick. So I, I said to be logically consistent, you have to believe everything you see that comes from NASA's cameras because that's, an, that's a source of evidence for you. So it's like when somebody is a Bible literalist, um, it's always annoying when they just say, well, I don't believe that part of the Bible. The rest of it, yeah, but that, no. You, you can't let them get away with it, or they're not a literalist. Well, if you're going to say that NASA footage is scientific evidence, then the following is scientific evidence. If you're looking on the screen, this is actual NASA footage from February of 2020. And they filmed a cone-shaped object following the ISS. The unexplained object kept... Pace with the space station, and the cameras remain locked for 20 minutes. So, this thing appeared to be the size of a bus. And what's more, as they followed this thing for 20 minutes, the cameraman zoomed in on it and it took off vertically with a beam of light beneath it. This came from NASA. Mick West won't touch it. And this is funny because you know, Mick West from Metabunk is actually in the Guardian right now. He did a great piece describing why he doesn't believe in uh aliens and why it's just all hype he says i study ufos and i don't believe the alien hype here's why and this is related to the pentagon's release of all of its ufo material so this is a good piece by Mick west i study aliens and i don't believe the hype there's a tidal wave of interest building up around an imminent pentagon report on the subject of ufos or as they're often referred to now unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs. A sense of enthusiasm is swept over this UFO community whose members, after years of being marginalized, finally feel a sense of vindication and disclosure. So he describes how he likes this whole thing as well. He's into sci-fi, but people are being fooled by weak evidence presented as strong evidence. And he has personally debunked many of these things that are being touted as somehow revelations that there's some kind of secret that's about to be disclosed. Now, my point about this, though, is that Mick West will never address this footage. I've tweeted it to him. I've emailed it to him. I've said, you have to address this. This is NASA zooming in. So the guy who uploaded this to YouTube, who clipped it off of the ISS footage, um, he remarks here that NASA zoomed in. So. It wasn't just a camera mounted on the outside. Somebody toggled the zoom button and closed in on it. And when they did, when they zoomed in, it took off vertically. Here's a shortcut. Hello
0: everyone, this is Scott of ET Database, and I believe I found a UFO. Now, the UFO is right here. The video is paused and it moves outward. Now there is chit chat. Uh, they do talk about replacing the batteries and things like that. I believe they're doing some maintenance on the space station at this time but the camera in is noticing something else and this object is flying out and moving out. Let's move this and fast forward so you can see this object and it looks like it's in cone shape.
2: I would describe it as a turtle shell. Now, this is NASA footage. And so I brought this up to McTune. I said, you are a believer in UFOs now. You have to. You must accept this. Now, we'll see if he does. He has to accept the existence of something that has some kind of propulsion that we've never seen before. It looks to me like CGI, but I'm sure he'll have another explanation.
0: I mean, I've never seen a module or a Russian um, uh, module in this shape. It doesn't look like it's uh, any kind of ship i've ever seen before if this is uh, american or russian it's something top secret something
2: okay so here you have it it's got a light on the bottom and it's taking off it's it's underwhelming and nobody cared and i thought why isn't anybody caring about this where are all these people who defend the globe 24 7 who are waiting for the alien saviors where are they celebrating carrying their signs we believe take us or whatever You don't see anybody getting excited. And then COVID came. I mean, maybe they dropped it off. No, but COVID came and and went, and now we're having this disclosure thing, and nobody's talking about this. This is NASA footage. This isn't some... This is footage. This is not some radar screen cap from inside of a cockpit. That could be a simulation. This This is said to be a handheld camera with a human operator zooming in. So this debunks NASA entirely. Or it proves that aliens are real. Take your pick.
0: And new we've never seen and as it gets out here in the distance it actually goes up yes it actually goes up and disappears okay and uh you can
2: see now, before it disappears it has a green light behind it
0: and uh you can see a little burst of of, uh, of i don't know what it is energy but look at that this looks like that uh Perhaps NASA caught an alien spaceship on video for 22 minutes right here.
2: Again, 22 minutes. So if you go to InfinitePlaneSociety.com, you can get the link to this article. See it for yourself. And I recommend send this to people who believe in the moon landing and accept footage from NASA as evidence and say, look, you're stuck with this. You have to deal with this. This is your evidence. You believe this is real. Why aren't you doing cartwheels? Nobody's excited about this. Okay, so to recap, we're talking about the space races. We have Dogecoin versus Bitcoin. We have Russia kicking off a new space race by leaving us. China has their new module up in the air, by the way. They're, they're actually sending three astronauts who will be up there for three months in the initial module that they launched when they sent that piece of space junk out of control. They actually put a piece of their space station up, so they don't need us, Russia doesn't need us. Space Race 2, the Russian actress and Tom Cruise. Now the the actress is doing a film called The Challenge and there's some interesting symbolism there if you want to get into it, but we'll skip that for now. I mean, the symbolism around the space program is incredible. One of the things I said to McWest, I mean, sorry, to McTunes was, uh, you know, did you hear about the piece of space junk that hit the space station right on the arm, right above the elbow? And it was like it got vaxxed because the mission was actually called Celestial Immunity. And I take that to mean that this thing's a big joke. But again, the mediated minds, not those who are post mediated, such as ours. We're looking at this thing critically, objectively. Uh, Mediated minds are different in the sense that they are using the screen as a sense, as a sensory apparatus, like a sixth sense. So they see it and hear it through the screen. It's considered to be something that they experienced for themselves, and it's real. The screen is actually, in terms of their five senses, the screen is higher than all of them. And I would say to a large degree that the hyper mediated mind is a product of the screen more than the actual lived environments and that's going to become increasingly true i think as we get into the martian age frontman says why do ufos always look like crap i need an imperial star destroyer yeah no doubt underwhelming but it had some kind of propulsion Uh, By the way, you can listen to Infinite Plane Radio now, 24-7 at radio.net. We're on, as of last week, we're also on TuneIn, so if you get the TuneIn app, but this is another one, radio.net. We're expanding all over the place, and if you have a website where you want to host the uh, streaming, the live stream, you can go ahead and get the code from me, and um, I'll put it up on your site. We're trying to do, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to get as many people uh, listening at once, concurrently, and calling in. And it seems to be working. Um, you know, YouTube is no longer even an issue. Their censorship is just kind of a joke at this point. Yet rocket's on the pad. China's going to send a crew to their space station. I take it to mean, and this is an actual image of it. I was wondering, are we going to see like a time lapse of them building this thing? Or are they just going to surprise us? Like, you know how you wake up on Christmas morning and your parents put your bike together or whatever? You just wake up and it's there? That's kind of what China's going to do with the space station. You're not going to see it get built. We're just going to wake up and it's like, surprise, we have got a new space station. I wonder if they're going to send one of these guys up there with an RPG. I don't think it's an accident that our space station keeps, get, keeps getting hit. Space junk damages the ISS's arm. It says, uh, they notice it during a routine inspection. It's the Canadarm2, a multi-jointed titanium robot arm used to move objects like cargo shuttles. It will continue with its duties despite the uh, hole in it. It says, this is because space objects and their components remain under their jurisdiction and control of the state registry. So to remove a dead satellite or any part of it, you have to get permission from the state. Now, I remember coming, hearing about this before, that the space debris program, or problem rather, is not easily solved because you can't just go touch some other nation's space junk without creating an international incident. But here's a close-up. You have the arm, and then down near the elbow, you have a hole in it. And the mission is called Celestial Immunity. So, again, you're free to think of this as a real and a cool coincidence, or it might just be a joke. Uh, and, and there are so many correlations between outer space and inner space in their predictive programming that uh, space junk has been correlated with uh, viral infection. It has been correlated with even even the alien invasion agenda may have just referred to the virus. Let me go through my comments here. I have some voicemails I wanted to play as well. Yeah, no one here was impressed by that spaceship or whatever it was, but the thing is, it came from NASA. So how come that isn't international news? Oh, by the way, this was sent by a friend. They posted it in Discord. Face coverings should not be worn in the water due to increased drowning risk. Have any of you seen stories about people drowning wearing a mask in the pool or is it just that like nobody cares about the people who wear masks in pools that's kind of what I'm thinking Ivar says you can't mess with foreign territory in space but everybody agrees in Antarctica well we have this international cooperation above and below when it comes to the boundaries if you notice space station outer space Antarctica outer ring very interesting how they're willing to cooperate in these areas Uh, there's a documentary out called a noble truth and i watched a review of it a noble truth and it's about a a flat earther who runs into an old physicist and then she questions everything that she believed and it looks like an interesting documentary Uh, but this is a critical review of it i'm going to play a clip
3: So she's going to some sort of space museum, just as he, Mark Sargent, Patricia Steer do on on Behind the Curve. She's looking at space balls, and she gets uh, disgusted. She's gonna let's see what she does.
2: Kick. So he's very critical of it. He thinks that this was a, an actress portrayed to make flat earthers look crazy. She gets very hostile and she attacks a globe in the space museum. It all I mean, it looks interesting. I'll I'll probably check it out. Uh, but the uploader also created something else I wanted to play here, and this is a little spoof on a SpaceX launch.
3: I'll let like you show. This is another stories. A double think at NASA. On November 15th, hardly able to walk after a straining battery of rectal examinations, our diverse astroclown clown cast smiled for the media and sat on the rocket puppet bra before we started the SpaceX CGI assisted rocket balloon scale model simulator. With tricky gravity, we contain humanity as we exploit unchecked all minds. The theme park ride cockpit set features push buttons and touchscreen widgets for simulating the docking ritual with the floating fate station scale model. We work hard to give the impression that we are commercializing space. beautiful view of a hanging scale model with poor visibility due to space fog, a floating space crack canister where we produce act-or-not puppet shows. In the next scene, our astrocrooks perform another fake station copulation ritual. We call the scene a dildo in the dark as a
2: reminder of our
3: invasive training. With our obedient masks and pressure managers placing their game stations and our park ride markup cockpit, okay, we're so safe and sound if, from
2: this- if you want to hear the rest of that, I'll give you a link. Uh, again, it's it's a noble truth, it's a review, but the individual does some spoofs on SpaceX launches. And, uh, yeah, it was actually somewhat funny, I guarantee it. There's just some parts in there, I promise you. All right, let's continue. I have a whole list of things in the realm of predictive programming to go over. Metascripting. Metascript analysis. So let's go ahead and go with that. Oh, by the way, Seattle is supposed to take a fall today. According to, like I, I alluded to this earlier, a great channel out there, Jurassic Liars 26, has picked up on a lot of predictive programming that point to 611 and Seattle. Now, I'm not sure exactly what. But all eyes on Seattle for the next few hours. It's not over yet. All right, here's another one. Uh, China enters the race. Here's another race to alien disclosure, and they may drop E.T.'s docs at the UN. The official said it's believed China may attempt to bring the conversation about UFOs to the United Nations. They described a potential new state of play over UFOs between the US and China like a new space race. They've just announced they've established a new UAP task force similar to ours, and they're using artificial intelligence to do do this. We also know that there's a play by them to try to lead this conversation at the United Nations. So that's, again, another indicator here that this is going somewhere. Oh, by the way, how long have we been talking about the real meaning behind the symbolism uh, with the space program? How, you know, we're really just looking at Mystery Babylon dressed up like science fiction. Well, I have something on that. Oh, one more addition to the space race. Branson is racing to beat Bezos. Possible 4th of July. So another one as well. Uh, Jeff Bezos is teased over the phallic-shaped... Blue Origin. Like, people just noticed that this is a fertility cult. They just noticed. Uh, Bezos is getting shafted online over the shape of his rocket. Is it me, or does his rocket look like a giant... Says one tweet. Uh says, numerous other tweets notices its phallic shape. Others notice the historic rocket looks like a giant, quote, sex toy. Madness flying around in a tin can, shaped like a... Yeah, this is, again... Um, Obvious. The symbol here is, it's the phallus of Osiris, the Earth God, the dead God who's being resurrected. That's actually what it is, and it's also somewhat, um, yeah, it's an obscene thing. It says many of the jokes about the rocket came after America's Got Talent judge pours I'm sorry, Piers Morgan tweeted a photo while praising Amazon to have the balls to match his brains, and someone tweeted back. By the shape of the rocket, it looks like the balls fell off. Okay, so you see where this is going. I mean, it's ridiculous. But he's getting a lot of flack over this right now. And this is all intentional. Uh, this is quite literally because the, the spirit of 69, that's what we're seeing right now, 1969 and the moon race. Well, the moon race was a fertility rite. Uh, landing on the moon with the sun god uh, mission, you know, Apollo, and then the Saturn rocket, you're, you know, you're looking at these fertility rights, disguised as science fiction. So, no, they want you to know what it is without saying it outright. Okay, so, um, let's see, on July 20th, 1969, the space race reached its peak when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon and walked on its surface. So there's this to the moon theme that I've seen quite a bit. Uh, Here's something else. This pertains to the Jake, Paul, and Mayweather fight. Uh, We were looking at this thing very closely for a few reasons. Uh, Mainly because Logan Paul is going to fight Floyd Mayweather. And I'm watching this thing thinking, what are the odds that Floyd Mayweather is the guy that paid for George Floyd's uh, coffin a year before? He paid for his funerals. So I thought, this is not um, a coincidence. There's got to be something else here. And there were a number of strange things leading up to this, like the stealing of the hat. Um, you know, they stole Mayweather's hat. Um, a lot of this would fall right into the, the mythology. You know, like one of the myths of Osiris is that he suffocated in a golden coffin, as in I can't breathe. So anyway, I followed this fight thinking, okay, well, this is probably staged. Uh, here's an example of the, the mythologies here because Floyd paid for all four of George Floyd's funerals. Similar to the sun god Osiris, George Floyd was buried in a golden casket. His body was transported by a horse-drawn carriage, which is another solar symbol, as solar deities are often depicted riding a chariot across the skies. Floyd Mayweather is paying for all four of the funerals, which are in Minneapolis, North, Houston, South, Charlotte, East, and the fourth to be announced. I didn't follow up what that one was. But the symbolism referring to the four cardinal points, the seasons of the year, I, I thought this stood out here. And then we have this. So 33 years ago, there was a fight between Donnie Lallande and Sugar Ray Leonard. Now you know the association of Floyd Money Mayweather with cash and money. And then you have Logan Paul, a lot of money. And here you have, uh, it looks like, it looks like they templated this fight off of this, this particular fight. Leonard, Lalonde, and uh, Sugar Ray back in 1988. It looks like they copied it. They templated it. Another indicator here that we're, everything we're seeing... Look, this isn't the only thing. You know, 33 years ago, Trump turned 42. And on his birthday, which is actually in three days... So, again, 33 years ago on his 42nd birthday, Donald Trump had a flying saucer at his birthday party, like a spaceship show up. Like, what's that about? A spaceship with smoke and lasers? So, expectations are high for the next three days, given that it's been 33 years since that, and now we're having disclosure this month. So, uh, this weekend should be interesting. It's potentially interesting. I'm going to bring this up one more time. Um, Elon Musk's partner, Grimes, said that AI is the fastest path to communism. Uh, The World Economic Forum has something called Gaia, another name for the Earth God that they worship. The Earth God whose um, dong is represented by Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin rocket. Like, quite literally. That is 100% true. So anyway, uh, the World Economic Forum is talking about the Great Reset, and having this global AI action alliance, which I don't know what its goal is. I mean, is it gonna replace government? Not sure. But the next agenda is AI. That's the key point here. So it starts with this. A is one, I is nine. So you have 19. Pearl Harbor was called Operation AI. There's your 19. At the PNAC talks, There was a discussion between Cheney and others that they they needed another Pearl Harbor catalyzing event. And they got 9-11 with 19 hijackers. There's your AI. 19 years later, COVID-19. There's your AI. So this 19 is synonymous with transformative um, psychodramas. Agendas that bring about great chaos so they can build stuff back up. But here's what Grimes said. She said the AI will automate the farming. It'll weed out corruption. Now, what does that mean when it weeds out corruption? Does it mean that some of us are not going to be able to uh, make purchases or something? I mean, what does this mean by weeding out? Oh, you engaged in wrongthink. No social credits for you today. says so AI could automate all the farming, weed out corruption, and bring us as close as possible to genuine equality. She concluded everything everybody loves about communism but without the farming because to be real enforced farming isn't really a vibe now she says that but she also said that she would be willing to die on Mars doing manual labor but she also said she would rather just beam her consciousness up to Mars in a device the size of a toaster says, Grimes says she's going to move to Mars for manual labor until death. She said, I'd like to upload my consciousness and live in some kind of humanoid vessel that can speak and move freely. But, in all caps, she added, manual labor until death is most likely, but hopefully that can change. Yeah, hopefully it can change. Hopefully you can work remotely and not have to physically uh, labor out there in this outpost Millions of miles away. Again, shout out to Synchro Morpheus from Twitter. He's the one who actually pointed this out to me. So, the astronauts' mission here's a link if you want to know. It's called Celestial Immunity, it's the Celestial Immunity Project. It says they issued in or ushered in a new era of reusable commercial spacecraft and they're operating the Celestial Immunity Project. Astronaut Megan MacArthur services cells for their Celestial Immunity Study. I don't know why astronauts are always wearing necklaces when they're always just flopping around. I happen to think they do it just to reinforce the idea that they're in space, otherwise you might not notice. So again, what are the odds that here she is dealing with some kind of immunity study, and the arm of the space station gets vaxxed. Here's another example of predictive programming. Story the trailer for Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 7. This just premiered, and much of what we see is predicted in the video games. Like last year was pretty much predicted in a, a lot of movies that we all noticed as well as GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto. Okay, so what's coming next? Fortnite says, they came without warning. Their intentions were unclear, but the war has come to the island. After an explosive attack, a mysterious alien army invades the island. Alien invasion stuff. I found a really good one the other day. I think it was called Breakout 2042. And it was a video game trailer. Oh, Battlefield 2042, excuse me. So, Battlefield 2042. And I watched the trailer. And it has many elements of 9 11, as in uh, choppers crashing into buildings, things falling from the sky. It looks like space wars. Uh, and then the helicopters in the trailer all have 311s on them. So, I'm like, interesting. Battlefield 2042 gives us a pretty clear idea of what I believe the next thing is going to be. Uh, space, junk, Armageddon, possibly. But Battlefield 2042 also has something else I hadn't thought about, which is um, airdropped robot dogs with machine gun heads. Are you ready for that? You thought Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates were bad, a couple of you know old men with needles, but no, now you're going to get robo-dogs that can outrun you and they've got machine gun heads. They're, they're um, solar-powered, like the ones in Black Mirror. So they never stop chasing you. Frontman says, Check out Cosmic Agency on YouTube. This lady's communicating with the Pleiadians. Okay. I mean, I've, I've gone a little deep into the QAnon alien rabbit trails, and they believe that there are blue avians and reptoids and Nordics and Pleiadians fighting a proxy war here on Earth. And this is communicated to us as the deep state, as the white hats versus the black hats. There's a lot of penguins in this game, by the way. I don't play a lot of video games, but I I have been following many of the trailers because they, they constantly give away things that are to come. In fact, there's a pretty solid piece of predictive programming in the form of a Dark Winter video game, uh, The Division, where this one even has Corona's in it. This is Division from 2013. In 2001, a real-world exercise tested the emergency response to a bioterror attack on the continental United States. Now, this really happened, and it was called Dark Winter, and this Division and Dark Winter is something out of the mind of Tom Clancy, who also wrote the, the book, some of all fears, which was basically 9/11 before it happened, 10 years before it happened. 10 years prior. It was storyboarded. It was uh, put out there as a concept quite clearly in Clancy's book. So this is another one that Clancy also had a hand in. And it should tell you something. You know, they were drilling for this dark winter scenario way back before 9/11, and we're not ready for it. Like when things go into EMP and when we have some kind of uh, cyber, heavy cyber attack, everything's gonna get shut down, even though they drilled for it, which tells you they're not really drilling for it. They're just doing rehearsals. But in addition to talking about how money, this is the thing here. So Black Friday is what triggered this. And this is kind of fascinating because Black Monday followed the announcement of the pandemic and that was 316 2020 But it's talking about how on a single day of shopping, the Americans had spent $90 billion, and the virus was spreading on the money.
1: billion billion in a single day of shopping. Last year, 200 million people swarmed their local stores on November 23rd. We call that day Black Friday. Did you know that a flu virus can survive on the surface of a banknote for up to 17 days?
2: so here you have it and this is all leading a course into the cashless society and everything else that has been uh, pretty much well articulated um, in our entertainment which is you know brainwashing first entertainment's just a tasty side effect but not only do they predict everything but as you'll see they made use of the corona symbolism not a coincidence and again that's seven years ago so when we're looking at stuff like this alien footage from NASA, we're bringing this stuff up. It's because, yeah, they have an agenda. It doesn't matter if it's real or not. By the way, Derek Chauvin applied for probation. Has anybody heard about that yet? A few other interesting things. Uh, Woody Harrelson was trending. So this is interesting because I've been talking to, when I saw that Derek Chauvin was, Applying for probation, I thought, well, that's interesting, because when he was released from Hennepin County Sheriff's Department, there they let him out at 11:22 a.m., and I, I thought that can't be a coincidence. 11:22 a.m., you know, JFK was killed on 11:22 63; he was 46 years old. George Floyd was killed by Derek Chauvin, who was released at 11:22. Floyd was also 46. These numbers tell a story by themselves, but the fact is. With his 11.22 and his mugshots at that time, he looked like Lee Harvey Oswald, and you'll be hard pressed to find somebody more hateable than Oswald or Chauvin. And of course, Chauvin had his hearing on 9.11, not a coincidence, just adding insult to injury and levels of symbolism being piled in here. You know, 8.46 a.m. on that date, America was doing this 9.11 remembrance, and Derek Chauvin is confronting Floyd's legal team and they all have 846s on their masks so when I see him apply for probation I think okay something's up here there's something being told there, there's a, an assassin on the loose in the storyboard so curiously enough um, on the second of this like last week um, AK47s were trending on Twitter because of some teenagers and some shooting at the same time Lee Harvey Oswald was trending why? because Matt Pizzagates had retweeted a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald by accident. He was like pranked into it. And so suddenly Lee Harvey Oswald is trending. So now we all know what his face looks like again. He's been put out there, force memed. AK-47 is trending. And then Woody Harrelson begins trending. Now Woody Harrelson is notable because 42 years ago, he killed a judge. They called it the crime of the century. So, Woody Harrelson is trending alongside Lee Harvey Oswald because of a crime he did 42 years ago. Uh, Woody Harrelson, of course, the father of the actor. Um, My point is, um, Woody Harrelson claimed that he shot JFK. So, there's another JFK-Oswald connection. And then there's one more connection here. It turns out that uh, the crime you know, the, the murder of this judge by Woody Harrelson actually has a connection here uh, to Sidney Powell. So it turns out when she was a very young attorney, uh, she was involved, I believe, in the case against the father uh, father of Woody Harrelson. Again, I, I bring this stuff up, though, because what we're seeing, if you ask me, is we're seeing a a storyline that's being told to us in advance and none of these connections are coincidental. I want to do a deep study of The Economist covers. This is something that we've been talking about lately because uh, this is one example I think of where it's irrefutable. Uh, there's a cover from The Economist December 2017 how China's sharp power, and they use the phrase sharp power, but Chinese new influence. China's new influence, again, think of these terms. New novel, influence, influenza, flu. So here's The Economist's cover, and you see a globe covered in spikes, looks just like a COVID. The new shape of Chinese influence, again, the novel Corona is indicated here three years before, not a coincidence. and it came from China All right, so I have to find my password to get into my phone number uh, my phone system here. I have some voicemails I want to go through. So let me go ahead and take a quick break. This is Chief Crow, Auto hoax or GTFO. Right, so let me go ahead and give you a working definition here of auto-hoax in case you are unfamiliar with the term. And it's very important. In fact, it's, it's, it's mandatory. If you don't do this, if you don't shift the burden of proof in the way that I describe, uh, you are on the world stage. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't, I don't hold people's religious convictions against them, their faith, whatever it happens to be. Uh, auto-hoaxing doesn't mean that you call everything a hoax. No, we're not the ones saying that birds are fake. We're trying to figure, we're not trying to figure out. We know what's real and we're debunking the fake. So, that would be reality denial. So, that's just as bad as assuming everything is true. So, auto-hoaxing is shifting the burden of proof to known liars. And the television is a liar. Shift the burden of proof back. It's a hoax until proven real if it's extraordinary. And it also means that we have to be cognizant of whether or not something is fakeable, fakeability, which is another important key concept. All right, let me go ahead and play some of the voicemails.
4: Hey Tim, I uh, love the show. My name is Sebas. Uh, I live in my van here in beautiful British Columbia. Uh, just wanted to add uh, one tidbit uh, to your metascript. Um, so, in the in the in the book of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams uh 42 is the answer to the universe um, and that has been uh contracted by uh, the this race of people who are philosophers and they want to find out what the answer to the universe is so 42 is the answer um but then they need the question so the supercomputer creates another supercomputer uh so complex in fact that biological
2: okay wait this is this is I'm so glad that I took this, this um, voicemail. So, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy associates the number 42 with the meaning to life, the universe, happiness, and everything else. But they use an AI, the smartest computer in the universe. Grimes was just talking about this. And this AI, the, the, the Gaia spoken of by Darth Vader over there at the WEF, you know, the guy who looks like Darth Vader with the helmet taken off, this is the same agenda, the supercomputer.
4: Life as part of its matrix, um, and that is the Earth. And, and in that story, the Earth is meant to calculate the question to the universe. So it's like a really, uh, really important role. Uh, but the Earth gets blown up um, just before the uh, the question is done. Uh, cool. And, uh, also one last little tidbit. Uh, I, I uh, I heard you, uh, do, uh, the little breakdown of what was happening with, uh, Owen Benjamin. I love the guy. Uh, you guys are my two favorite, uh, podcasts.
2: Yeah. Owen Benjamin's his neighbors from hell are trying to say that this campground he's setting up for his friends and the castle that they're building is the next Ruby Ridge, which means that they're probably setting him up to get swatted.
4: Um... I'd say he's uh, definitely uh, not a geocentrist. Uh, he, with his rants, he definitely convinced
2: me that we're not living on a sphere, and uh, I found you a bit later. Um, okay, so he's not a geocentrist. For some reason, I thought he'd probably lean more geocentrist just because of his uh, background. But whatever the case is, um, we're doubting establishment media. We're doubting establishment science. It doesn't mean you're a uh, this label or that label these are things that they do to pigeonhole you I mean we can do it back but why I mean you can you can refer to people as you know, brainwashed doesn't get you anywhere I think it's more important to understand their frame of reference and to be cognizant of the fact that we could be wrong and if I am wrong big deal but please like show me how I'm wrong because uh, I'm not going to take your word for it and I'm going to need some evidence and uh, uh, lo- Logical fallacies are used, I think, to shoehorn a lot of lies into a place where they become entrenched. So it's not, it's not that easy. But anyway, um, I think the answers will be here sooner or later. I mean, you can only contain this thing for so long. And they're not improving their game, uh, graphics-wise, that I've seen. So I have expectations that they phase out the space station because it looks like crap. And they bring in something better. But if China's gonna bring in the next space station, my hopes aren't that high, because look at their moon landing footage. It's like MS Paint level compared to what we have. Anyway, let me continue with this message from Seabass.
4: Yeah, that's it. Thanks for all the the humor, the good show. Um, I really love listening. Cheers.
2: Awesome, appreciate the message. Had a lot of voicemails. I had to take a few days off to catch up on things. If, If I disappear for a few days, it's usually because we're expanding. Or we're um, we're doing something productive. Um, I'm not going to be um, distracted from this, and I think five nights a week is going to be the norm. But we also have a couple of podcasts in the works right now. Okay, here's another one.
4: Hey Tim, I, I thought you were live, but it's Karen. Um, I'm just calling to tell you that D Live is taking everybody out. Like all of our friends have just been just taken off air for no reason. So just be careful, homie. Whatever, whatever it is, I don't know what the they, they say community guidelines. That's what we violated, and we were just having fun. You know what I mean? Just talking, normally, openly, mature rate, mature rating on.
2: Yeah, on this topic of being censored and losing touch with everybody, not gonna happen on this channel. You can reach us. Uh, um, we have the twenty four seven stream going now. InfinitePlaneSociety.com. dot com. We're also at radio dot net. And all of the podcast providers, we're also on Amazon and on Audible. So you can find Infinite Plane Radio also on Spotify. These are all places we've expanded to. So if you get the RSS feed, you won't miss anything ever. It doesn't matter what they do to these different video platforms. I mean, they're all run by clowns. We know this.
4: x on old thing. Uh, be careful, bro. I don't know what the fuck they're going after, but
2: something's going to happen here real soon, I think.
4: I don't know. They're they're
2: trying to silence truth. So. Um. All right, a little paranoia, which I appreciate. Um, I will watch my back. What do we have next?
4: Hey yo, shout out Alki Boone D Live Milk Gang bro. I'm gonna summon him back onto D Live bro. It's been a long minute since he's been here bro.
2: All right, shout out to I'm not sure who that was. Dot dot dot. Okay, and one more here. Hey,
4: Tim, it's Quincy Carr, the pilot. Um, I just heard your podcast on uh, M- MC Tune, and yeah, I'm going to be on his
2: show next Tuesday, so I'll be sure to keep you informed. Thanks for the plug. Oh, this should be interesting. So Quincy Carr is going to go on McTune. Now, I'm going to advise Quincy. <laughs> Hey, man, just don't look, don't look at the chat, because those people are ruthless. Infinite Plane Radio. Oh, yes.
5: Hi. Hi, Tim. It's Paul. Hey, what's up, um, Paul? I, wanted to, I, I just wanted to support you for the McTunes debate uh, the other night. Um, I don't know if you can hear me, but... Yes, um, loud
2: and clear. Loud and clear.
5: The, the conversation, it just... There's, there's, there's three things I wanted to bring up with you. One, I forgot what it was like to be
2: in his shoes.
5: You know, um, so McTunes, I mean, I know you're you're talking about, you know, everything tonight and whatever, but, you know, I wanted you to bring up a lot of the stuff that you talked about with McTunes because I feel like sometimes, you know, I was kind of like on your side and I really wanted to like fight for you, but like at the same time, it's so hard. It reminded me how I was not even like a year ago. I mean, it's hard to, it's, it's really, I mean, my background is math and physics, uh, manufacturing engineer. Like, I really, I, I really saw where you was coming from, and you really tried to find like the details. But the funny thing is, is, you know, I almost forgot like how, you're, this is why I like your channel. You are the baseline, you know, Um, there are some wacko, like, you know, concepts out there, Tim, but, um, you really do, you play both sides, and I'm okay with that, and you kind of set the record straight, like, look, I don't know what is it, what, what, you know, I don't know what it is, I don't know what is going on, but there's some things that are fishy, you know, um, so I wanted to leave a voicemail kind of like that, but, um, uh so you know I had plenty of other stuff to talk about but uh, no, that, I uh, um,
2: No that's a great starting point because you know now, I like I know Mick yeah. to be like he's he's an intelligent guy uh he's well versed in I mean he's he's really hey. into he's look I mean you may not like his perspectives on things but the thing is you could be the smartest man in the world but if you take the screen to be your new um that's your. That's like another sense, a sensory apparatus. And if you believe everything that comes from that particular source, it could be the TV, it could be a Bible. Well, it compromises your intellect.
5: Well, well, there's emotional intelligence too. I mean, he, you know, you really have to. It, it took me. I'll, I'll just say, I'll admit, you have to let go of a little bit of your ego. You have to let it a, a little bit. Let, you have to accept that there is a possibility that. Uh, you know something's fishy out there. So, like, you know what I mean? Um, I can't. I can see. You know, how, uh, how, there was one, Oh man! Now, now that I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm so excited. There are some things that are just like, how do you explain the distance that you can see certain things? You know, it's there's basic stuff, and you guys were stuck on the uh, space station. It's such a that's the Hollywood hypnotism right there. You know, so.
2: I mean Well, the thing is, when it, come, right there, when it comes to like, like, things on the ground, though, they will fight, they will talk for weeks yeah. about one photograph, and they'll say, this photograph proves the curve, and I'm like, look, um, that photograph is contradicted by this photograph, and you're not going to prove it with one yeah. photograph, but I don't think you can take the question away from the mediation that gives them their certainty. Yeah.
5: Yes, absolutely, 100% correct. And you brought up a good, you brought up some really good points. Um, I was taking notes. I'm not, you know, right now, you're, you know, you're doing your thing. But you know, I, it's almost like I, I'm in, I'm in a Tim Osmond class. You know what I mean? And here I am. I'm a student of Tim Osmond, and I'm listening to this guy, and then I'm reading the comments. I was writing to you about your book. I'm like. I can't, you know, I can't read I can't wait to read the book, and all that stuff. But like, I'm like, this guy is not even giving you the benefit of the doubt, and that's, and that's not why, that's not like a real debate, you know. So I'm, my phone call is basically like, what the heck, like, why, what, you know, I don't know, why, why, why would you even agree to like talk to him? I don't know. That, that was another reason why I wanted to talk to you. Why would you, why would you talk to him?
2: That's a good question as well. Okay, why would I even do this? Um, I think it's because. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, this is, you might, you know? this, this, this was just random actually. Somebody had bailed on him and he just hit me up and I just uh, was like, I'll, oh, I was like, yeah, sure, chop why not? Liver. I figured I'll do it. Chop I'm, liver. I'm willing to sit through a quick roast just at a minimum to see if I can get him to address sure. one thing. And it is this there is a 21 minute clip of a NASA astronaut filming a UFO and he wouldn't touch it and he won't touch it. And that tells you if he doesn't touch it's, it, it, yeah, he's an agent. Mm-hmm. or he's just dishonest. It's, it's limitless. I mean,
5: th- that's the funny part, Tim, is once you dig, nothing holds water. And I never did that until January or February of this year. And I, you know, I'm kind of like apologizing to myself and everyone who probably listens here because you guys have all known this stuff for quite some time probably. And, um, you know, yeah, that's it. It, it doesn't hold water it doesn't hold water. Once you start actually exploring it, he was giving you all the all right, look, I did some, you know, spherical geometry. Look, I I went I I alright. I look the defense industry when they when they create programs for radar and spotting uh, you know, like missiles coming in or whatever, and they have to react and react with like another missile. That's all based on a flat plane. It's not. There's no way if the if the Earth was curved. I mean, again, I'm on your side. You don't know how far. It's it's. It, I love the name infinite plane. You don't know where it ends. But the the thing is, is there's so much evidence for it being essentially just a plane, a flat. That it's. Well, okay. uh, anyways, oh, the, this
2: guy. No, this this yeah. is. You're also stop you're me. dealing yeah, with me. this thing here too. Is they like they they generally deal with yeah. Bible earthers or people who are bringing up this preposterous idea that uh, even if it was true, um, you wouldn't use yeah. that collection of writings to make your case. And it's like they're used to fighting straw yeah. men, and I don't, want to, I don't really fit that straw men argument, and I think the debate is fallacious anyway. Yeah. I was just doing it for fun. I think it's okay. premature because there hasn't been enough exploration, and I find it curious that yeah. none of the establishment flat earthers who had all these conferences were the least bit interested in exploration.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like how you commonly refer to it as a guardrail. Now, I I am I consider myself a Catholic, and I and I am religious. I think there's some good you know woo woo to it, and I you know I have to hold on to some part of my past, or else I'll lose my mind. Um, but you know, at the same rate, I I do appreciate that you you know listening to you talking to McToon, it it really like revealed to me. I, I, I I had a lot of things click with regards to, you know, the guardrails. I mean, it's possible that this has been going on not not just for hundreds or thousands or however many years. Every iteration, you know, whether it's mud flood or whatever, it it just seems as though every, um, I guess, elite, you know, um, or controller, or however all these, you know, all the YouTube you know, videos that I subscribe to, everyone's kind of like talking about kind of like the same group of people that are controlling us. Whether it's the Egyptians or whatever. They are manipulating us using religion as a way, you know, even when, you know, (laughs) you were were just talking about the Osiris relationship to Bezos, and I'm just like, they're just doing a little guardrail. It's like a guardrail within a guardrail within a guardrail. I'm like, this is the ultimate gaslighting.
2: It is. It is. Because if if you think that you're going to find the truth by running to Alex Jones, and that's what I said. I said, Alex Jones is a guardrail. He's like, I'm like, he's mainstream. And he balked at that. And I said, no, he's mainstream because the mainstream knows about him. And they know he's the edge. They don't know about the people who I think represent the truth, who aren't pushing you back into the mainstream narrative. Because Alex Jones, for being a quote outsider or alternative, he sure did direct all of those (laughs) listeners to that voting booth last November.
5: Yeah, and I know a part a part of the old me wants to say like you know we got to still vote and all that stuff, but it's um you know the past is is quickly falling away, falling away, and the future is um, also quickly arriving. And um, so, anyways, um, yeah. But uh, you know, I just wanted to call. I know I'm taking up too much of your time, but I I definitely wanted to call in support of your uh, talk with mctoon and um i can't wait for the book and uh that's it i appreciate so, it yeah i yeah. appreciate
2: it very much and so yeah next- I, I talked to mctoon uh for the benefit of listeners here and other people i know i wasn't going to convince him and i knew his listeners would probably ah. think think uh, the worst of me but that's fine so i'm glad you got something out of it and thanks for picking up the book because um yeah the, i think it was important to get yeah. something out there in case they do EMP us and get rid of all of our content
5: Okay, thanks, Tim. Cool, thanks for the call. Have a good night. You too.
2: All right. Excellent caller. Appreciate that very much. And uh, right before that, we got a message from Quincy Carr, the pilot, who is indeed going to speak to uh, McToon. Should be interesting. Uh, Quincy's a great guy. He's a a pilot. He has a lot to say. Last time he called in, he was talking about a friend of his who was a pilot who said that um, above a certain height, they had to deal with stratospheric balloons or something. And he... Thought that might be, well, I'll let him, I'll have to get him on board, get him to call in and we'll, we'll talk about this before. But yeah, I'll recommend that he not look at the chat because a lot of the people defending the globe are stuck on uh, ad hominem attacks, which I don't know why. It's like, don't you have anything better than, but this is typical with religious mindsets where the people who aren't part of your cult, uh, well, they're salvageable. If they don't know about you and you can save them, as in that you can educate them like children, but if they've learned the truth or they've been exposed to it and they don't believe it, well, now they're apostates. Now you throw rocks at them. Now you burn them. Infinite Muse says the McToon chat was cringy. I wanted to keep one eye closed at all times. Yeah, I was uh, pretty well aware of it, and you know, it's it's it was nice to see he was making money though. People are like, yeah, I'm going to spend $30 and say something really nasty to this guy. Boom. It's funny. But again, that's their thing. They do these roasts, and it's all in good fun. I don't think anybody gets actually physically hurt. Uh, most of those debates or conversations do tend to end uh, badly, though. Because uh, you, you can't—well, you can, but when you, when you put science against religion, you know, there's just—it's oil and water— and I don't think that the flat Earth concept's the religious concept here. The globe is the religious concept, the dogmatically held belief. Uh, the flat Earth question is just the question is, it's not even saying is it, is it even flat, it's shape agnosticism. It's do we have the whole picture, can we trust that map? And given the number of glitches in the space station and, and in the big picture, at a minimum, it's questionable if the globe that they've shown us, even if it's not bigger, or even if it's not flat, it's questionable if it contains all the land that there actually is. Because it could be that they're giving us a space station and a flyover every day, so we don't know about that place where all the crisis actors go. Mary Smith says that he split the hall with you, bucks for yucks. No, not at all. But I'm pretty sure a lot of his... uh subscribers will uh, come around here eventually or people on the other side will listen and they'll find their way over here so no i'm always happy to go on other people's channels Uh, let me show you something really quick here this is a 100 proof that the space station is actually uh, faked and that they use blimps so you're looking at the screen i turned up the contrast this is the big red booster from the space shuttle and my contention is that you're looking at a blimp Uh, Just above it, you see a blimp recovery jet, which you shouldn't see in space. Should you? No. So you're supposed to believe that Endeavour's external tank is falling away. And this is an eight and a half minute video with a handheld camera. It's a handheld camera, and they're watching the external tank fall away. Now the thing is, uh, they give it away here i think you're not really looking now this is an optical. it's an optical illusion so you see a tank up there in the sky but you're supposed to believe that you're looking down at the ocean they just got it wrong on this one because it's a handheld camera and it looks they, they didn't do the illusion right but generally the way this works is if you're looking at something like this you would think that you're up above looking down at the earth my contention here is that you're looking at a blimp floating above them And the space station or the space shuttle is on the ground, and they're filming it with a handheld camera. There's a few reasons I think so. It's an eight-minute video. This is NASA's own footage, and it's—it looks like a balloon. If you've ever been, if you've ever seen hot air balloons, this basically is floating like a balloon. It's not falling from the space shuttle after having boosted it. No way. No way would it fall so slowly that their handheld camera would follow it for 8 minutes. No, they're filming this balloon. And they're saying that they're above it when they're beneath it. Simple optical illusion. And what gives it away is, right before the shot ends and they move the camera out of the view, it gets picked up by a blimp recovery jet. And here it is. At the very end of this, and you can find this at autohoax.com. You can actually see the jet come in. And they try to whitewash it in the footage here, but anyway. Endeavors, external tank falls away. Nope, it's a blimp. To me, it's case closed. Case closed. And that's for all of them. Again, autohoax.com. It's a website that we started last year, and it's back. So I'll be posting links there uh, probably frequently. We have a lot of hoaxes we're breaking down on the daily and I'm working on a podcast specifically for a daily hoax analysis. I'm going to go through the chats one more time and see if there's anything else that I've missed in the forums. I did get through the rest of Ewar Anon. Uh, Ewar Anon is a channel that's now on Odyssey. Um, he moved from uh, YouTube, but this channel takes off where Vibes of Cosmos left off. And he has some interesting uh, speculation and ideas about what might be around the area that we know of as the globe. Or, you know, you often see this AE map and they call that the Flat Earth model or they use it as such. But no, I'm I'm really not with that idea at all. And I think it's um, prematurely putting a border where we may not even have one. So this is a series called The Lost History of Flat Earth by Iwar Anon. I don't agree with everything on here. I don't have to say that. But most of it, it, it's worth watching. Here's a link. Uh, Restless Bear says, I'm really late. Yeah, uh, make sure you get on the newsletter. I also, I started really early. I started about Early, uh, 90 minutes early tonight on purpose. I had a lot of voicemails to go through, and I'm working out a new schedule, uh, five days a week, uh, pretty much the last last week's schedule. But I'm also working on a show clock because we have a lot of new music that's been added uh, that I want to start um, circulating in the 24/7. We played a new song by JT33 at the uh, intro, and I have a, another new track here as well I could play. So. We'll be around uh, tomorrow and the next day because I have expectations of something interesting happening. Like I said before, it's Disclosure Month, and we're coming up on the 33rd anniversary of Trump's 42nd birthday, which had a UFO invasion theme. And uh, an interesting channel, Jurassic Liar 26, has been noticing a lot of interesting predictive programming, pointing at Seattle for six eleven which is still right now. So is anybody out there in Seattle? Hopefully no news is good news and hopefully it doesn't mean they've already been uh, mud flooded or nuked or whatever is going to happen. Not sure what. But we'll probably be live at some point tomorrow on uh, this weekend as we uh, cover these events uh, real, real time. Also, go to infiniteplane.media, join the forum. The forum's exploding. We have more than a thousand members. You can post anything, and people will comment on it. So, again, uh, thank you all for hanging out tonight. We'll be back on the regular schedule soon. This is Bow Down Babylon by Empress Infinite.